Welcome to the King's Cast, dynamic teaching recorded live at King's Church in Cambridge, England. We hope you are blessed and challenged by listening to the ministry today. And now, here's the broadcast. How you doing? I love this church. How did God connect us? It's just extraordinary. Um, I just can't believe it's quarter past 12. Um, <laughs> did somebody put the clocks forward while we were worshipping? Uh, yeah. So if, you, if you, any of you responded to, want to respond to those words of knowledge, do come up to us afterwards if you like and we can pray for you or get someone to pray for you. Um, a wonderful uh, release of healing. I think that God is just releasing healing to the church. Um, I was over in Romania a few years ago, and I just I was a, a ministry trip over there to t- do some teaching. And uh, I only had one word of knowledge before I got on the airplane. I don't get them very often, uh, but more often these days. And it was just about an ear, uh, left or right. I can't. It was either the left or the right, uh, and. Um, and I just shared it on the last day I was there. I was waiting for this, this release, and I shared it in this church we were in. And, and the guy, rather worryingly, on the sound desk responded, <laughs> which I thought was quite funny. But um, And anyway, I, I said, while I'm preaching, you're going to get healed. And he just, he just uh, he got healed while I was preaching. And he felt this like popping going on in his ear, and like, it's like pressure, and then boom, and all this going on while I was preaching. Called him up, and we just... We just uh, Asked him to share what God was doing, and as he shared, it wasn't. I didn't lay hands on anybody. As he shared, a lady on the third row who was English speaking started going nuts, and her ear popped open like that, and it was you know just like that. And I know you've seen a lot of miracles here in this church. It's, a, it's one of the part of the heritage. But, uh, I just, uh, it's good just to share testimony, isn't it? Because it sows the seed for the next miracle. I just want to, uh, in the time that we've got left, maybe just share a bit of from the word and the things that, 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 uh, that God has given me for you. And looking at, uh, starting with, in Luke chapter 3, verse 22. Wow. I just love being in the presence of God. I feel the presence here very strongly. You're obviously people who love to worship. And uh, in this great city, you know, I, I just see so much that God wants to do through you as a church. Absolutely amazing. And it says here in Luke 3.22, And the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon Jesus. And a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved Son. And one version it says, And you bring me great joy. That's one of the versions. It says in my version here, On you my favor Oh, and you I am well pleased. Another, in another version it says, on you my favor rests. So, and that, you know, God is saying that about us today. Do you believe that? There's about three of you believe that. Oh, hello. You are awake. Um, you are God's favorite. Do you realize that? His favor is on you. Why don't you turn to someone next to you and say, I'm God's favorite. No, wait a minute. I'm God's favorite. No, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm God's favorite. You know, 
His favor is on us. If God had a wallet, and he, your picture would be in it. Yeah? Because we are, it says that we've been chosen in Christ. We've been chosen in his son. In fact, we've, he says we've actually died with Christ, and Christ lives in us. So when, God's, when God looks at us, he sees his son. Wow. So those words, Jesus was the forerunner for us. Jesus ran ahead and made the way. Those words apply to you every day, every minute of the day. And there's nothing that you can do to make God love you any less or any more because he loves you completely. And I think our journey is as lovers, God's looking for lovers more than workers. Because lovers get more work done in the long run. Because we get more revelation. Because we sit at the feet and we hear the plans he has. We hear his heart. We get the directions. We stay close to him. Like Apostle John, who is my favorite. If I, he's my sort of wannabe sort of person. I want to be like John because he, he was, you know, he was just presumptuous. <laughs> You know, if it wasn't faith, it was presumption. He just, you know, he had the presumption to go straight onto Jesus' chest and listen to his heart. And just to dip his bread in the, you know, and share. He was in there nicking all the olives, you know, like I would at the, at the lovely meal. It's all about food, really, at the end of the day. But, uh, that's another story. But it is actually, isn't it? We were talking about that before. You know, it's all about getting around the table with each other. I mean, as a, having been a pastor in various situations for a number of years as a worship pastor mainly, and um, I've found that more secrets come out about people's lives around a dinner table than they do in the counseling room. <laughs> that actually people hope the guard comes down and, and we, if we want a real fellowship with each other, just, just invite someone around for a meal. You could change the culture of your city just by, by inviting someone around for a meal. Um, anyway, that, wasn't, that wasn't in my notes. I'm not quite sure what, how I write notes, really. I have the, uh, um, but you know, God wants to, to remind us this morning that we are his favorites. Just say it again. I'm, I'm, I'm God's favorite. I'm God's favorite. His favor is on my life. All right, amen. And so that if we're in Christ, that's how he sees us. And he also looks at us as, the, as the, being the real us. That we've been resurrected with Christ. We've been raised with him. As the real you. He looks at you. When you came to Christ, how many of you have come to Christ here this morning? Let's have a look. I mean, not just this morning, but you know. How many of you would say that you are a bona fide, passport-carrying Christian? Amen. And I want to just invite anybody who doesn't feel that way, that God loves you this morning. He just, he's just jealous for your love this morning. He's just, he wants more of you. He wants to have a relationship with you. And that's what it's all about. And everything fits into place. It doesn't get easy, necessarily. He never promised that, did he? You know, it's not a, a, a fix-me-up club. Uh, he said, you'll have troubles, you'll have difficulties. And how many of you, <laughs> we all have troubles, don't we? You know, it's like we were saying in the, in the counseling room, sometimes people come for counseling and think, well, you think you've got problems. <laughs> you know, who's, who's counseling who? 
I've got some younger people who, who think I'm, I'm mentoring them and I, I, they're mentoring me. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? But God sees the real you. And he cares about the real you. He made you. He, he, cared, he put all those desires in your hearts. You know? I think he cares about some of the more trivial things of our lives as well. Do you, know, do you realize that? You know, I, I mean, I, do you like my flashy jacket I was wearing this morning? My, my flashy jacket. I mean, I... You know, I've always wanted a jacket like that. <laughs> and, and it's quite an expensive jacket, actually. But I didn't pay much for it. <laughs> but it was so, I was just having some fun with some friends who, who, who are ministers over in Norwich. And we were just going around the city and I found that jacket. And I, I, I wouldn't even dare for, you know, sometimes we wouldn't even dare ask for a jacket like that. Because we don't need it. It's been brought up. And, and I found this jacket. And I just, it just... It was my father saying to me, I really care about those silly things that you, that you, that you like, you know. And he cares about those things. And um, as long as it, we own the jacket and the jacket doesn't own us. Or the, or the Maserati, whatever it is. Um, so we haven't quite got there yet. I'm not, not really interested. But uh, God does care about those little details of our lives. And it says that we're being transformed. So it's a wonderful thing that we are both... It, when we come to Christ, that we are both totally changed and raised with him. We are in a new place with God. We have, we, our standing with him is righteous. And it's very difficult to get you. It takes, took me many years to really understand that. And I still have to re-understand it on, the, on a daily basis. That I am the righteousness. In fact, it says that Jesus became sin for us. That we might become the righteousness of God, you know, I, I don't. It's going to take me a bit longer to understand that, but that's it. That's the, that's the fact. That is the truth that God sees us as, as, as. But also, it says that we are being transformed at the same time. So there's a pro, there's process. How many of you know there's process? Uh, <laughs> uh, I wish I was, you know, p- totally perfect now. But my family who left to live with me. Know that I'm not. I'm pretty good, though, aren't I? I'm all right. I'm all right. You know, don't go into any details. Uh, yeah. I'll sort you out later. Um, it says, and we all who with unveiled faces, because the veil's gone now, hasn't it? Contemplate the Lord's glory of being transformed into his image. With ever-increasing glory. So he's birthed us. He's raised us into glory. So we are sons and daughters of glory. We are sons of inheritance in the glory. And I just want to talk a little bit about this morning. About being God's favorite. uh, In the five minutes left to me. (laughs) Um, And just just to encourage you really. To to behave as, as God's favorite in our lives. How to behave as God's favorite. Because I think a lot of the time we, we walk around with a poverty mentality. You know, am I going on about that jacket? And it cost me a fraction of what it was. See, that's poverty mentality, isn't it? Because I'm worried about you think, might think I've got expensive tastes. <laughs> because I was brought up in the north. <laughs> but, so, you know, God's rewiring my brain in terms of, because he's preparing me for the palace. Because we like to say as a family that we try, since we stepped out of faith about a year and a half ago and just said, we're going to trust God for everything. We, we, we've been trying to say, okay, we're living in the palace. 
So we're not going to go, well, let's buy the worst thing that we need. If we need something, let's get the, let's get the good quality. Let's buy quality something. So it lasts. Let's go for stuff that, okay, so we're in the palace then. Of course, these words come back at me from my children. On a daily jolly basis, you know, well, dad, you said that we're living in the palace now. So, you know, why don't we get the best skins for my drum kit? Or why don't we get the best, uh, it, which is what we do. So that's why not. So, and that's, that's what father does. He just, and father, and actually even down to just, you know, the old Protestant work ethic of, well, I'm, you know, I'm the, I've got the call and I go out and earn the money. Well, I do earn money and thank God somehow, I don't know how it happens, but actually, God is our provider, so they've had to realign. So I'm saying, you know, Dad, we need this, we need that. I say, okay, well, let's agree in faith, because I'm not a provider. I'm not Daddy, Daddy Money Lewis, as I used to be. Daddy Money Lewis. <laughs> money. No, my name's Dad. Uh, <laughs> he's the money. <laughs> so, and it's that whole mindset of saying, well, okay, we work as unto the Lord, so we work hard. I've got lots of different things that God gives me to do, including producing albums and things as well. So that's interesting. And traveling a lot on the road here and abroad, just ministering and encouraging. More often with the family, which is wonderful. It's part of my dream. But God is saying, your, your sons and daughters, your princes and princesses living in the palace. You're living, your sons of glory. And we're God's favorites. And he, he, he loves us. And, he, and that's, and that, when we be, begin to live like that, it spills out of us. So, we had a situation the other day. My, my wife's amazing. She's, she, she does spontaneous acts of kindness. Rand, uh, what do they call them? Acts of random kindness. No. That's right. Acts of ran, random kindness. Where she just does something to, because the kingdom in her, in her is a kingdom of excellence and beauty and glory. Where everybody's precious and loved. And so that's going to spill out of her. So Ben's in an orchestra, or was it your orchestra? Or was it Sophie's orchestra? I can't remember. Anyway, one of my kids was in an orchestra. And the conductor of that orchestra is Sophie, isn't it? My daughter is in an orchestra. And the conductor looked a little bit sort of, always looks a little bit bedraggled and sort of, she doesn't know Jesus and doesn't look particularly sort of loved, really. And um, she probably is. I, I mean, hopefully she is, I'm sure. But... And we've noticed in the concerts, no one ever honors the conductor, but gives her a bouquet of flowers. So my wife's the sort of person who just, on the way down to the concert, well, she said, hey, I'll tell you what we need to do. We need to buy that conductor a bunch of flowers. So <laughs> she buys a bouquet of flowers, gives the Marks and Sparks, and gets a bouquet of flowers, and then runs up right at the end of the concert and presents it to the lady who's like, oh, in a state of shock. But that was the kingdom invading that lady's life. In a, in a scenario where there wasn't, didn't, we had not really noticed much honor and valuing. And we can do that wherever we go. We can do stuff like that. We can invade. The other day, me and, me and dad were, we were dropping off. We had a spare washing machine. So we go to this family, really big family. How many kids do they have? Like, like eight. Eight. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's like a family of ten, and um, so we had a spare washing machine because we got a rental um, property. 
So we have this spare, yeah, spare washing machine. So we decided to take that, and we had a tumble dryer that we don't need anymore. So we decided to take that, and um, the the family's quite a difficult family because the father's quite abusive, and then the mum is because she has so many kids and she's looking after them on her own now. Is um, really, she's really stressed all the time, and and you know you can't blame her really. And um, so we were there, and. Dad says to her, because you know we just want to honour her and give her these this dishwasher and this tumble dryer. And Dad says, um, "Your kids are going to grow up to be world changers. They're going to change the world." And she goes, "Oh, Josie will." And her daughter Josie was at a really good college and um, set for great things. Um, and Dad said, "No, all of you kids are going to be world changers." And she was really taken back. She was shocked. And uh, as we were, you know, fitting in this dishwasher and stuff, I, I felt the Holy Spirit say to, to honour her even more. And I said to her, I said, Annie, you're doing a fantastic job and you should be really proud of yourself. And your kids are a credit to you and you've done a, you're a fantastic mum. And she looked at me just like... Because I think about, um, I think about her and I think about the family and I think no, nobody would ever say that to her. They'd probably cross their arms and go, well, you haven't really done a good job of raising your kids, have you, really? Because they're just running wild and amok and they're really naughty. And But we've got to give honour where it's due. We've got to recognise that on every single human being, they are made in the image of God. And it says in 2 Corinthians that when Christ died, all died. There, and it says, therefore, we look at no one according to a worldly point of view anymore. We don't look at people according to the flesh we look at people according to who Jesus says they are. And we, look at, we don't look according to the old man anymore. We look according to the new man. And we've got to honour people where it's due. You know, give honour to every man where it is due. And this culture of honour is, is what is changing. I'm going to, um, I'm going to a church in, in Redding, California in September called Bethel and to study their, their school of supernatural ministry. And... And once a student from the school was going through a Starbucks drive-through because they have drive-throughs and Starbucks there, which is cool, and they said, "Hey, I want to pay for the person behind me," and uh, and so they paid for the person's coffee behind them. And when they came up the car next car, they they discovered that their coffee had been paid for, and they said, "Oh well, mine's been paid for. I want to pay for the person behind me." And the next person drives up and discovers their coffee's been paid for. Well, I'll pay for the person behind me. And this continues for three hours. Just a cycle of generosity and honor. And it all starts with one Christian deciding, I'm going to love people in a practical way. So I, it's just like, we, we've got to recognize the honor and create a culture, a kingdom culture of honor wherever we go. And recognize that we don't look at people like sinners and, and sinful wretches anymore. We don't look at them according to... Um, to, according to what they've been doing. We don't look, acor- look according to the flesh. We look according to what Jesus has done on the cross. We recognize that they died with Christ. Come on. Hallelujah. Woo! <laughs> I just get so blessed. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, do you know, we've just got to be so full of God that people say, I, I just want to know what you're on. 
<laughs> oh, hallelujah. That really, I was, thank you, Matthew. That was brilliant. Um, so, <laughs> uh, oh, I feel the presence of God. <laughs> Why don't we just stand? Should we stand? And I, mean, I haven't even got through a fraction of my message this morning, but my family keep interrupting, which is, <laughs> which is part of the, the plan, really. Um, my wife's even worse, so she'll <laughs> we, we were in the church in Shrewsbury, and my wife ended up prophesying over every single, every single child in the church, which was, um, so sorry that we couldn't bring my wife and my daughter and my other little boy today, but um, I want to honor your timing, though, because you said half twelve, and Yes, that's right. Yes, my wife came through the boys. And, uh, wow, just open up your hearts to heaven this morning. You know, it says, I mean, one of the, my final point was going to be <laughs> that we are, that he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ, in the heavenlies. Every spiritual blessing is ours. And it also says later on in that book of Ephesians that he has caused us to be seated in heavenly places. We're, we're seated with Christ. Where's Christ? He's in the palace. He's, he's ruling. He's sat down. Like Psalm 110 where he, he's sit at my right hand. The Lord Jehovah, Jehovah said to, to Adonai, Sit at my right hand. And that's where Christ has seated us. In the place of authority. So we can decree. We can make, it says you shall, make, you shall decree a thing and it will be established for you. And light will shine on the path that you've decreed. So make some decrees this week. I believe that God wants to empower us this morning. Holy Spirit, come with more power. And touch us afresh, we pray. Let us spill out into this world. Let us overflow with your joy. <laughs> Glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Thank you, Lord, that you've put power of declaration in our tongues as well. That as part of the royal family, we can make decrees from heaven to earth. That we're not on the earth. We're seated with Christ in heavenly places. So Maybe you want to make some decrees this morning. Maybe it's a business thing. Maybe it's a work situation, a, a pressure Make a decree. Decree something that's kingdom into that situation. Something that's kingdom. Something that's rooted in love. You know, I just made a decree this week. Just, I was, we have a log burner at home. And I just decreed that wood, fresh logs were coming to my house. And within three days, with a slightly sore back, all this free wood had turned up. And I filled my people carrier twice. Free wood. And I, I just decree, I said, I decree wood for my log burner so I can lay it down for the next winter. Because we pretty much run out. God just supplies wood. It's, it sounds trivial, but it's, it actually saves our heating bill. And it, we like wood fires. We just love them. 
So would you just decree something that you need to make a declaration. Father, we just thank you. And Father, we just decree over this city, for this church, the things that you've been revealing to our hearts. We decree that this church is going up another level. We decree that there are dreams and visions and strategies that are coming out of this place that will knock down walls in their path. Walls of intellectual pride. Walls of prejudice. We decree international communities in this city. Communities of grace. Communities of love. We decree your river to flow from this place. A mighty deluge to come out of this place. We decree a meeting of hearts and a unity of, of, of purpose in this place. We decree an alignment with heaven that releases the commanded blessing of the Lord. The commanded blessing that cannot be contained. We decree that over every ministry represented in this church. We thank you for the heritage of this church and for the faithful ministers, even some here this morning, who've, who've contended for your kingdom in this city. And we just declare and decree to this day that this is a time of harvest, that we're moving into a season of harvest for this city. We're moving into a season where there is unusual unity amongst the leaders, where there's a meeting of our minds and a preferring, and that there's harvest. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we trust that the Word of God has inspired you today. For further information about King's Church, or to access our large archive of other recordings, go to www.kingscambridge.org. If you're listening on iTunes, we would love you to leave us some feedback. God bless and goodbye.